Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Adam Bob Show, number 34. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We passed the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. And you, and you, and you. Hey, Mr. Ed Brantley, front and center. I see you, buddy. You're looking good. Hey, what about this? Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. When the band began to play, the stars were shining bright. Then? And then? came around. Uh-oh. And you know what happened then. Yeah, more family. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dad was gone by yeah, then. No, Whoa, that's what? the truth. All right, well, good morning, Mr. Brantley, or good afternoon, or good evening, or whatever it is when people yeah. are listening right now. This is the Ed and Bob Show, and tell everybody what we got coming up for them this half hour. Well, coming up, we've got our questions of the day. Got some pretty good questions for you. And also, Ooh. is there going to be more annexation in Knoxville? Should you be worried if you live outside of Knoxville? We have our mailbox, mm-hmm. and I've already opened the mail. Ooh, so you already know what they've got? Yeah, there's something about Are they good? Yeah, one of them's really good. It's uh, okay. submarines and what? Kingston Pie. We don't have any submarines. Well, I'll look forward to no, this uh, mailbox. Okay. No, when I was in high school. Don't start. <laughs> don't start. Don't I don't do want to know. Don't get us in trouble. Don't do it. We'll be in trouble okay, with whoever right. it is that we can be in trouble with. Okay. All right. Let's move along here. What's in the news? You got anything? Yeah. You've heard. Have you ever heard of zombie deer? I don't think so. You don't? No, okay. I have not. Is this for this real? Is, yeah, it's for real. Okay. And it's a disease that the deer have, and it's in 24 states, and thousands of infected deer are eaten each year. They what? Yeah. This this could go into the human population, because deer hunters, they love their, what do you call it? Uh, Zombie deer? I don't no, know. No, no, it's, 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 not, it's not bison. What is it? It's what you call deer meat. But anyway. Oh, uh, venison. Yeah, venison. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, Well, now, this is an, it's an infectious disease, deadly in deer. It's spread to 24 states, and experts warn the ailment. Really? Yeah, it's unofficially dubbed zombie deer disease. Mm. It could one day hit humans. Well, I don't like it already. I don't like it. I wouldn't want to eat it. It's similar to you. Remember How do you one? know it's, if it's got it or not? Well, I don't know, but I'll tell you. Well, I guess it's a blood test. But you remember when the mad cow disease in the eighties and nineties yeah. in the United States? It's very similar to that because the deer just lose all control, and they get very you know they just their wow. nervous system goes out. But it could. Is this something that the, they can cure, or is this going to go on forever? Do so. we know? No. No. Wow. Free-ranging deer, elk, and moose have it. And uh, in Colorado and places in the West, it's very severe. That's bizarre. The whole state of Colorado's got it. In Tennessee, it's just in southwest Tennessee right now. I've never heard of that. What would you call it again? Zombie what? Zombie deer disease. Zombie deer disease. Because the deer start acting like zombies. You know, they just like on. So they're they're just like uh, out of control. Yeah, they don't run. I mean, they just you know walking around. That would make a TV show. There are seven (laughs) seven to fifteen thousand animals affected. Infected each year. Well, there's seven to fifteen thousand between Rocky Hill and Pellissippi Parkway. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, I almost ran into a herd coming to the station today. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I know it. The deer everywhere. Yeah. I can remember as a kid, you never saw any deer, but now they're just oh, they're everywhere. I know it because we're saving Bambi. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a good right. job. Don't get me started. All right, what else we got? Anything else in the news that kind of got your attention lately? Well, let's see. You know, um, I can come up with a good one here. I think. Uh, I was uh, really excited, you know, a couple of weeks ago when uh, Dolly was on TV. 
Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know, American Music Awards or something, or Grammys. Grammy, or Grammy Whatever Grammy, it was. Grammys. Um, seemed like she was the only one that really, she was, uh, the other people were singing and stuff. And then when she came on, it's like, whoa, this is a real, this is a real singer that really knows how to control things. And she was just powerful. And it was good to see her. I mean, it's almost like I, I wish you could teach all these young kids that are singing how to behave. She's just class. I was just so impressed. You know, she's my age. Is she really? Yeah. She's that young. <laughs> That's five dollars, yeah, please. I know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah but, I read that her husband doesn't listen to her music. Oh, he doesn't. No. Well, he doesn't have to. He probably hears it at home all right. day long. Yeah. You know. He probably hears what everyone said. Did you see it? I only saw it. I mean, you mentioned that. I only recently saw a picture of them. Yeah. Like the month before they got married. Yeah. He is like, he looked like he was two feet taller than her. Yeah. I've never well, seen him together. Short. I've never seen him mm-hmm. at all. But he looked like he must be six foot six or six seven or something. Well, he was so tall yeah. over her. I got a feeling that's somewhat of a phantom type marriage, don't you think? I don't know. Uh, you know, Dolly is so different from any person I've ever met, but she's also ju- so genuine, and she's also done so much for so she's, many people. She's very private, but yet yeah. she's very open. It's you're right. It's a it's a yeah. strange arrangement, but. Um, no, I think, I don't know. I think she's the kind of person, if she could ever have a private marriage and a public life, it's her. Yeah, I agree. You know. I would agree. So, there you go. There you go. All right, we got to move along out of the news. We're going on to your first question of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, my question is this. Why are so many married couples sleeping in separate bedrooms? What? They don't do that. They don't do that. Well, obviously, somebody in your family does not snore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. Here's, here's an example. This, this lady's name is Lily Grossman. Mm-hmm. And she said after waking up from her husband snoring too many times to count, she decided it was time to sleep in separate bedrooms. So 10 years later, she and her husband are in separate bedrooms, not only at home, but on vacations. And she believes that they may have gotten a divorce if she had continued to lay awake in the same room with him. Now, instead of waking up irritable and struggling to stay awake throughout the day, she said she feels closer to her husband than ever before. Quote, we both wake up energized through the day and we enjoy each other's company when we are awake and when it matters. So you want the inevitable question? Yeah. So they, does that mean they don't have sex anymore? No, you can have sex. She visit him or he visit her? Exactly. Don't you remember? Listen, don't you remember in, in olden times? Uh, olden? <laughs> well, not that, not, not, not that far back. Let's, okay. say, let's say the late 50s, early 60s. Okay. Husbands and wives slept in separate beds. Like they Desi were, Arnaz and Lucille yeah, Ball. They, they were separate beds. They <laughs> yeah. were not one bed. They were separate I, beds. My grandparents actually had separate beds. There you go. So they, but, but so that's they, weird. But they, well, it may be to you, but they, then they, if they were going to have sex or something, they would get in one bed. Or get in the well, middle. But, so, actually, I guess it's the first time I ever talked about my grandparents have separate twin beds. It was a little weird. Did you ever have a, were your parents, did they have one bed together? Yeah. 
Well, we only we had one bedroom for all four. <laughs> so, but but that's but, why my brother and I had to go to bed early. <laughs> so you're not. So you're not saying it's a it's a problem with that. It's just a snoring thing. One in four married couples sleep in separate beds. No, home builders today. Are, really, listen. Home builders today, and they predicted this years ago, that they'll have dual master bedrooms that could become the new norm in custom-built housing. You're kidding me. At the White House, the president sleeps across the hall from Mrs. President. With his girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's what was in the news. Well, with whomever. Sure somewhere. Oh, Stormy Daniels. President Trump, yeah. they sleep separately. No. Yes, they do. You're kidding me. Queen Elizabeth have and Prince Philip. Have you seen her? They sleep separately. She would have to fight me to sleep separately. Couples have to decide to what's best for them. You're, but no, wait a minute. I'm, I, I'm still trying to get over. You're saying Trump and Melania, or whatever her name is, yeah. don't sleep in the same bed. That can't be true. Come on. I think well, you're yanking my chin. Queen Elizabeth says they don't. Well, she I'll, ought to I'll know. go along with that. So. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, despite the need for rest, sleeping separately is still something that many may not feel comfortable talking about. Okay. We got to move on. Oh, you're going to move on right on. You, well, don't, you don't want to talk about it, do you? Last time we never got to my question. I'm okay. going to get to it this time. All right, what is it? What is the deal? You know, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Yeah. You know, St. Patrick's Day is. Is when? Uh, the 17th. Yeah. 17th of this month. All right. St. Patrick's Day. What exactly is St. Patrick's Day? Everybody celebrates it, gets drunk, and has green beer. And they don't throw get up. drunk. They dr- th- throw up the green beer. They in Chicago, get... they, they paint the, they, I mean, they, they put green in the river. Rivers, goes through the, yeah. yeah. So what exactly is St. Patrick's Day, and how'd we ever get it? Well, it's the only holiday the Irish have, frankly. <laughs> and it's not much of a holiday if you don't drink beer. <laughs> well, there so, you go. <laughs> but they do parades in Chicago, New York. They have a St. Patrick's oh, yeah. Day parade. Yeah. You know, and they, and they dress up and march. March down Fifth Avenue, wherever, but that, that's kind of it. But it is a it is an Irish holiday, so everyone, I guess, has a little Irish in them. Yeah. Well, St. Patrick lived uh, from 30, uh, 385 to four sixty one A.D. He was the patron saint of Ireland, and he brought Christianity to Ireland. Okay, and so uh, the day, the seventeenth uh, of March, uh, St. Patrick's Day is the day that's celebrated as the day that Christianity came to Ireland. Okay. And he used the... Um, the uh, uh, Shamrock. The, the, but the three one, not the four, not yeah. the four clover, the uh, shamrock four-leaf clover, three, but the yeah. thir- three one, to talk about the, um, uh, the Holy Trinity of mm-hmm. the uh, church. Mm-hmm. And that's where that came about. And the green comes from the shamrock. So that's where that all comes from. So... It's 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 all about bringing Christianity to Ireland is where that started and goodness knows everybody in America likes to find anything you can celebrate to drink beer. So <laughs> well, this is supposedly the day he died. So oh, is that, it? Yeah, March seventeenth. Okay. Well, well we're celebrating the day he died. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got rid of him. That's so great so beer. What, what do they put in the beer that makes it green? It's a food color. Food color. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, all right, let's move so along. So, do you like green beer? I, I don't like green beer, but I, I guess with food coloring, as they say, it doesn't taste like it. Yeah. Well, I would I would imagine that some of these Irish restaurants, we have some here in Knoxville too. Yeah. They'll they'll be doing a big party. 
Oh, no yeah. question about okay. it. There's a new one called Finn's. Yeah. In the old, yeah. um, uh, what was that place there? What was it used to be? Oh, the, uh, uh, the uh, well, I know what you're talking about. It's at the corner of uh, Ebenezer Kingston, and, and Kingston Pike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Used to be Baker's Peters. Right. And now it's called Finn. All right, let's move along. We got to get on to uh, you telling everybody what we're going to talk about and the topic of the day, and then we got your sponsor. All right, is there going to be more annexation in Knoxville? I can't remember the last time there was annexation. It's been a while. But my sponsor is Matlock Tire Service and Auto Repair. They have four locations Kingston Pike in West Knoxville, Highway 321 in Lenore City, and 727 Foothills Parkway in Maryville, also Congress Parkway in Athens. Now, every one of these four locations will get a visit from Jimmy Matlock every day. And many members of the family work at these locations. It's Matlock Tire Service and Auto Repair, where they repair just about anything in your automotive. But they began this as a small service station in Lenore City back in 1953. So now they're continuing on that great service. And they're super people. He visits it every every one of them every I day. I think so. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, he'll come by and say hi. Yeah. And I think his 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 family works at him too. I mean, they all look alike. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing how that works. Good, <laughs> good looking family. Yeah, it is a good looking family. Nice people. So if you need tires, they've got tires. They've got service. They've got whatever you need, and you can book your uh, service appointment online. All right, Ed. Annexation in Knoxville. You remember the days when there used to be finger annexation where yeah. we just stick little fingers out which is weird you should be able to it should be like a, a circle or something but anyway, finger annexation so is annexation dead with the passing of the law in the state of tennessee that you cannot annex an area that does not want to be annexed in fact there is de-annexation where if you've not been in the services you can get the out of being in the city that's right so especially i think they did that in memphis yeah. so what do you think here um annexation it's just kind of been almost quiet for a long time well it has and and uh, a lot of the commercial areas for instance you cannot have a restaurant that serves liquor by the drink unless it's in the city okay that's right right so it has to be in a city it can be farragut or it can be so you may find other cities popping up but i think that's going to cause some of the annexation they'll want to be annexed so they can serve alcohol you know, I think that um, the problem has been not getting services quickly enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, Memphis, uh, there were people that have been annexed 15 years ago and still not gotten the city services. There, uh, you have to be able to get services if you're going to pay the taxes. Yeah, but I think, I think metro government would go faster than annexation. I really do. I don't think you ever get metro government. You know yeah. what I think about that. It, it, you know, and here's the a thing. The city and the county have agreed to an urban growth boundary. Now, this has been a big topic at county commission about whether we ought to get out of this stuff because nothing ever happens. The areas included within the boundary or in close proximity to the city that are already urban in character. I mean, well, you know what that means. Mm-hmm. And they're more likely to become urban and not just a rural area. And so... The city kind of plans that this may be the area in the future that would become part of the city and get additional services the city offers. But yet, you cannot be annexed unless the uh, you the, the it's voted on. Yeah, you have to want to. Yeah. So, is the city, do you think the city is going to start trying to um, urge people to become part of the city? Why would they do that? 
tax dollars. Hmm. Tax dollars. I think that's the only reason. City would want people to pay city taxes. I mean, city taxes are a little bit more than what the county taxes are. Well, you pay both city and county if you're in the city. Right, but I mean, yeah. if you compare the two, they're, they're so same. you're more than going to double your taxes mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Well, um, um, I can't imagine what the city would offer that would want me to do that. Hmm. The fire engine? No. I mean, the chances of your house catching... They'll pick up your trash. (laughs) (laughs) They'll pick up some of your brush. I've got a great trash service. (laughs) Every three weeks, they'll come by and maybe pick up your brush. After it sits out there and sits on your yard and kills kills the the grass. grass. Exactly. I mean, that's... I I can't imagine what they would do. I'm serious. I can't... I, I, I mean, you know, the chances of your house catching on fire are slim to none. You know, you're right. And, uh, well, you know what the next thing after that is? What? You know what the odds of them actually putting your fire out and saving your exactly. house are l- probably about the same. Yeah, exactly. They, they may save the houses around, but it's right. tough. It's to, not going to get yours. Well, and, and here's the thing. If you if you get some of the services I mean, or the um, that they have, it takes some years to build the infrastructure out. That's right. If you're paying the uh, tax, if you're paying for a service, and let's say you still don't have fire hydrants in your area, something as basic as that, there are eight utility companies in Knox County, and some of them don't even have the infrastructure to provide you with fire hydrants. So you get annexed. Well, it's going to take a while to, for that to ever happen. Where you you have to have six inch pipes to take care of fire hydrants. A lot of those pipes in the counties are two inches. Well, a lot of the subdivisions being built now have fire hydrants. Well, the developer, if they want to put them in. Right. But then if the if the local utility district doesn't have the pressure mm-hmm. to feed a six-inch fire hydrant, mm-hmm. it still doesn't make any difference mm-hmm. if they don't have the water pressure. Mm-hmm. So it sounds good, but you got to have the pressure to back it up. That's been a lot of the problem in homes. Well, you know, in my case, it I just let it burn. <laughs> well, go build another one. Well, <laughs> you know, and, and listen, people don't want to hear you say that, but the the, the, the truth is, city or county, mm-hmm. um, they're not going to put it. If out it's a time. big fire, you're probably going to lose everything. Yeah, and they're they're not going to put it out. They're not going to get there. In time it's going to be tough to put the thing out if it's fully engulfed. It really, really is. And and, and I don't want to get any hate mail off that, but it's just a, a fact. What else can the city provide other than the fire service? Police protection. Police protection. Um, garbage. Garbage. They pick up your brush. Yeah. Well, I live in the city, so, I mean, there's there's not a lot else, really. No, they don't provide the schools. No, they, they don't have schools, jails, or libraries. Yeah, that's right. So, Yeah. And you, you look at Farragut. Farragut doesn't have any police to, police department. Yeah, they do. Knox County Sheriff's Department. Exactly. <laughs> I know it. And they have a little precinct out there in, in Turkey Creek. They don't, but they don't, you never, you know, and it, they're getting along just fine without it. So I don't All know. All right. We got to okay. move on. All right. But let me ask you this. Is there going to be annexation, more annexation in Knoxville? No. I don't think there's going to be anytime soon because people don't want it. No. Nope. All right. Let's move along. And we've got, uh, you're going to tell everybody what we got coming up. And I've got my sponsor of the day. All right. We've got. Uh, we've got the mail we're going to get into, and I've already read one, and it's going to be a good one. Ooh. And also, we're going to uh, talk about some complaints and things, and uh, you know, those good things like that. And we'll talk, tell you about some of the future shows are going to be. Okay, Bob, you're on. All right. Thank you, Mr. Brantley. Gentry Griffey, locally owned and operated funeral home since 1948. They're in, uh, they're in Fountain City, next to the Fountain City Lake. 
They really believe in attention to every detail and planning the service for that loved one of yours. And they can customize plans to meet every single need. Gentry Griffey puts the families first with the customized services that celebrate the personal qualities of their loved one. If you've ever had to plan a service or funeral unexpectedly, you know how difficult it can be. Gentry Griffey will take that process and make it easy and as streamlined as possible. Pre-planning, what a great idea, gives you peace of mind and takes those stressful decisions away from your loved ones at an emotional time. And also, you can pre-fund your services. Gentry Griffey operates the only on-site crematory in Knox County, too, assuring that your loved one never leaves their care. And their website, gentrygriffey.com. And their phone number, 689-4481. They have a lot of affordable packages, something to be perfect just for you and your loved ones at Gentry Griffey. All right, Ed, what we got here in the um, mailbox? All right, in the mailbox, Gina from Rocky Hill. Okay. Does the United States have a lot of submarines? What? More than other countries? Where where that question came from? Well, that's pretty wild. So, submarines, submarines. You know, I've always heard there's only like um, 500 submarines in the entire world. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Only 500 submarines in the world. How many do you need? Well, I don't know, but as a kid, I thought the U.S. probably had 500. Do you know how many airbirds got? I know Russia has 61. Really? Yeah, that's what it says. 39 nuclear-powered, 22 Mm diesel-powered. They have attack submarines, ballistic missile submarines, cruise missiles. They probably have the same thing that the U.S. has. The number one country with the most submarines... North Korea, but a lot of their submarines don't work. They have, they have the most, but they a lot. They're all, uh, I believe, they're all um, uh, diesel powered. China, though, China is kind of taking this thing over. China is the next with the most submarines, eighteen of which are nuclear powered. That's How about that? Cool. Yeah, you know, China funny. really is. Listen, China's. Sneaking up on oh, a lot of people. Big, yeah, that's a big deal. Now, all of the United States uh, submarines are nuclear powered. Mm-hmm. Uh, a a nuclear power submarine in the United States can go out for 25 years and never come back. The only, you know, a friend of mine was on a nuclear submarine, and he said the only reason they would ever come back to port or would ever surface was to get food. Hmm. He said when they would go out, uh, they would um, the showers. You couldn't take a shower the first week or so because all the eggs would be stacked up in the shower <laughs> the showers would be stacked up with <laughs> eggs when they would first go back out and then after the eggs started disappearing people could start taking showers and they would be underwater for more than 30 days they could make their own oxygen and uh, in a nuclear power submarine like that you share your bed with somebody else not together but it would be you'd be on for twenty twelve hours and off for twelve hours. Oh, I see. And the person that sleeps in your bed would be sleeping while you're doing your job. Kind of like truck drivers. Could be, yeah, a little yeah, bit like that. Sure. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. But um, the United States is the not the biggest power in the submarine business. Did this interest you at all? Well, it it does. It in a way. I mean, the nuclear nuclear submarines can be very 
important in a world. I think you're uh, exactly right. I mean, that that's a deterrent to other countries. And, and you know, uh, and tell everybody exactly why that is. Because they have nuclear warheads. Yes, they have warheads. That and, could be launched. And they're out there right now. And they, Anywhere. They, they can hit anyone in the world from wherever they are right now. And no one knows where the submarine That's is. That's the point. Exactly. They could be anywhere in the world, and you wouldn't know it, and they could launch a nuclear attack anywhere on Earth. And that's that's scary in itself. Now, Algeria has six submarines. <laughs> I don't even know where Algeria is, and they've got six submarines. Yeah, Greece has. I wonder how many submarines Mexico has illegally <laughs> yeah. carrying drugs in the United States. Yeah, you're exactly right. Well, they've caught them before. Yeah, they've but, caught well, they've them caught in the Caribbean. Little, yeah, but yeah. I bet I bet they've got some huge submarines by now, bringing them into Florida. Yeah, the Gulf. There's no question. Well, I, it, this this topic is a great question and uh, is really it was an eye opener for me. Did you have any idea when you once you? No, I didn't. I didn't either. I did not know that. I didn't even know how many submarines there were in the world. Five hundred three. What about that? That's pretty weird. All right, we got to move on. Harry Loudon, any plans to four lane Kingston Pike all the way to Lenore City and Loudon? Well, stops what four way? I mean, not what's it called? Uh, uh, Dixie Lee Junction. Junction. Yeah. Dixie Lee Junction. When, when I was I, that, they used to. That used to be a million miles away. Now it's not that far, but that's where the four lane ends, right? Right. Now, Highway 11, which is the one that goes to Lenore City, mm-hmm. 70 goes to Kingston and Nashville. Kind that's of splits the, right there in Dixie Lee Junction. Right. That's where the So, do you is. think there will ever be a four lane Kingston Pike to Lenore City? Oh, yeah, City? absolutely. I mean, anytime so, I haven't heard about this. Yeah, I think so. I think with the... With It'd the, probably be good, actually. more people that are building things. They've already redone that intersection. I saw that at Dixie Lee Junction. Yeah. They're redoing the intersection. Yeah. But if you could do four-lane to Lenore City, it would take a lot of that local traffic that is exactly. getting on the interstate that's dangerous. My mom goes to the heart doctor in Lenore City, and she goes that long way because she doesn't want to mm-hmm. be on the interstate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that would be good. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the people in Loudoun County would like that. But. I don't think it's a problem. I mean, it, it doesn't look like that. I've traveled it quite frequently, and, it, you know, the, it, there's a land available for that. So, But it's just a priority. You know, we've got Chapman Highway's a problem. There's lots of problems. Traffic-wise, there are always problems, Ed. So, what do you think? The when do you think we'll see this after we're dead and long gone, or in our lifetime? No, we just need a couple more subdivisions down there, and they'll start getting so. with it. Yeah, I think I think it'll be during our lifetime. It's moving pretty fast. All right, well, West Knox County is really growing. I mean, it's they're putting in subdivisions everywhere. Well, everywhere. I, it's amazing the growth. It is. All right, what's your complaint of the day, Mr. Brantley? Are you ready for this? I think so, unless it's something I'm not ready for. Well, how much you want to talk about it? What's your complaint? You want mine? Yeah. Speeders and school zones. Oh, yeah. It. it yeah. Can I, I say it pissed me off? I can't go 15. Can you go 15 miles an hour? No, I sl- well, it's 20, 20. 20, 20, 20 25. 20, 25. If, if it's four lane, it's 25. I, I slow down, and I'm the one over here going, so everybody's passing me. Exactly. That's exactly and and, right. and can I get? What if I took a video? Of course, I can't be driving and taking a video. But let's let's say my wife's with me. Has she video somebody passing me? Can we turn that in and and mm-hmm. get them in trouble? No, no, but we should be able to. It's just 
I mean, my gosh, it's what? It's not even a mile long. Maybe that's, a fourth of a mile. That's where the camera should be. The well, speed camera. That's should a be great in, point. The speed camera should be in school zones. You put up a camera right there, and if somebody's speeding, it should start flashing and taking their picture. Now they do. They did that in Oak Ridge. But we can make some money off that. They did that in Oak Ridge, right in front of the Oak Ridge High School. Really? They had a, yes, they did. Back when you were having your problems with the city <laughs> over your red light camera, yeah. they were doing that, and they may still do it. But that's where the camera should be. Well, listen, if you did that. First of all, we'd get the people that are doing it to stop. Exactly. And second of all, the city would make a lot of money. Exactly. You'd get rich off that. That's right. Because so, they're all passing me. Okay, Farragut, put it in the school zones. There you go. Knoxville, put them in the school zones. That's a home run right there. We should... We should we should do something about that. Okay, move along. We give them a copyright what, on that. Okay. Yeah. What's your complaint? All right. One of the most polluted rivers in the world. Where is that? Tennessee River. Is it really? Yeah. It is polluted with plastic. You know these. I and I'm doing this all the time. And now. that's Fort Loudon as well. Yeah, right. Fort Loudon Lake. I I I ask for paper when I go to the grocery store, and they mm-hmm. have to walk down two or three more checkouts to find my paper bags. But I'm not doing those plastic bags anymore. Really? I'm through with it. That's what's polluting the world is those little plastic bags. Are you like a California guy or something? Well, no, but I, you know, <laughs> I don't want, when I go fishing, I don't want to pull up all those greasy plastic bags and things. Well, and it's, it doesn't make any sense. So you, Fort Loudon is polluted with. Oh, it's more than any other river in the world. Even in me. Europe, no. I never has, heard of this. Well, not plastic polluted. Okay. Right. Oh, I got you. Okay. okay. Well, you know, in California, you cannot get a plastic bag, and you can't get a straw. What? Well, <laughs> you can't. They're all, we're going back in California. They're going. You remember when we were kids? Yeah. And those little paper straws. Yeah. They're going back to that. I don't. It wouldn't bother me. I don't well, care. That's where you're headed back to the future. I don't care, buddy. I don't care. But I, I just paper or plastic. You know, Brantley wants paper. <laughs> Who? <laughs> that's true. I walk out of the store with paper bags, and I like them, and I fold them up and reuse them. But that, you know, you could. There's no sense in doing that. It's nothing but just saving money for the grocer. They're just they're making more money because you're using those plastic bags. Oh, yeah, plastic's they, cheaper. They don't go away. Yeah, they don't go away. In California, you have to buy the bags at ten cents a bag. You'll pay that ten cents on a plastic bag. No, the paper one. Oh, the paper. No, I don't know about that. I yeah, they're ten cents a bag. Wow. They charge you how many bags you want, and you go, oh, give me two. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, there you go. I think I'll just keep my mouth shut. And, but you know, <laughs> no. It, but they're saying bring your own bags. Yeah, that's the thing. But the Tennessee River is just—it's ugly. It is ugly. Well, we got to take better care. And we're at the, of the head river. of it. I know. Just think how bad it is further down, mm, all the way down into the Caribbean or the uh, yeah or the Gulf, or at least down to Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good point. I like it. All right, Ed, tell everybody how they can reach us. Well, go to our website, edandbob.com, and enter your comments in the comment sections down on the right. Email edandbob at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Twitter, Ed and Bob Knox. 
at Ed Brantley, at Bob Thomas Knox, and Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Ed and Bob. You sure, sure it's a forward slash, right? I think it is. All right. It looks that way. All right, what we got coming up next show, Ed? All right, what are we going to talk about next show? We're going to talk about, woo, is religion the biggest reason for hate in the world? Whoa. You know, there's almost 50 wars in the world right now over religion. Really? Yes. Not about money, huh? No, about religion. Wow. Hey, wait, religion is money. <laughs> what? Who said that? All right, Ed, I enjoyed it. See you, buddy. Thank you, man. My life is gonna be beautiful. I've sunshine enough to spread. It's just like the fella said. Tell me quick, another kick in the head. Like the fella once said. Ain't that a kick in the head?